0: All right, good morning. You guys doing good today? Keegan will get it figured out, right, dude? You got it. It's all good. He's like, I don't know. Anyway, you guys will be okay. You'll get over it. All right, so let's uh, pray and get into it. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, that you are present with us. We thank you for your spirit to guide us into what you want us to hear, for us to be able to be sensitive to what you're saying to us today, God. And we just, we just open our hearts to you. We open our minds to what you're going to, um, transform. And, God, we just thank you for your leading today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, you guys ever gotten into, um, something new you know you find a new hobby you find a new something to do and you get wrapped up in it right you start doing a lot of it you you know some new job some new whatever it takes up a lot of time you start to realize it's taking up a lot of your time and um, we get involved in things and it wraps us up but soon re- sometimes we realize oh my gosh it's consumed everything I've done you ever done that that way you know you start a new hobby and you're like you're doing it, and then you're like, "Oh, yeah, I just spent the last ten hours doing that and did nothing else, or or whatever, you know." Um, I have this person I may have worked with that like scrapbooking, and they do scrapbooking from eight a.m. till eight p.m. on Saturdays. And I'm like, "How do you cut that many things and paste that many things?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's like, how do you spend that much time doing something? I, I understand people probably love their thing, love doing things, but I think sometimes we start to do things. We get new, um, um, adventures in life. We get new opportunities and we start to do more and we do more. And then we like, then we stop for a second. We're like, Oh my gosh, I just been doing that. And I've done nothing else but that. And I've been focusing on that most of, most of my, um, time. So I can relate to that this week. I have been setting up a server in our house. Um, no, it's not a secret server for emails. Um, but I've been setting up a server in a house and every night when I get home I go up there because I'm working on it trying to get things going. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, my gosh, I've spent like three, four hours every night for the last four or five days trying to get this thing set up. And I'm like, I don't like doing that. Oh, I need it done and I like and I want to get it done, but I'm like, I don't like doing this. I don't want to be up there looking at that stupid thing going boop, bloop, bloop, on the keyboard trying to make it make it do what I want it to do. So sometimes it's consumed about 20 hours of my of my week after i get home from work and i don't like that i don't want to be up there doing that cuz i spend you know 40 hours a week looking at the same thing all boop, 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 work you know and um sometimes we forget what's important sometimes we um prioritize things the way they in a uh unordered way uh we get something new or exciting and sometimes we forget to prioritize Prioritize the first things. There's always the first things that we should be doing. Sometimes the first things go to the, the back of the, the line because we forget what we're, we're doing. Um, so I started to, to really think about this. And it, um, when we prioritize the first things, sometimes this is what happens. We prioritize our relationship with others before God. But we use the, the, the um, excuse of I'm being like Jesus and just helping other people. But it, nowhere in His Word it, does it tell us to neglect our relationship with God to help other people and to be like Christ. Because to be like Christ is to have fellowship with the Father. The Son had fellowship with the Father, went out, healed the, the sick, raised the dead, and then went back and had fellowship with the Father. But I think sometimes we forget that, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to go spread the love of Christ. I'm going to be nice and kind. And I'm going to do these things. I'm going to pray with people. But we forget to have that first priority, which is the relationship with the Father. And then sometimes we prioritize our kids over our spouse. Anybody done that? Yes, we've done that. We've all done that, whether we've realized it or not. When you have littles and they're running around, you have a lot of things going on. And you sometimes don't realize it that you've had to put your kids or you've put your kids before your significant other. And you don't realize it and you're like, oh my gosh, hi, what's your name again? You know, it's like there's been times where we have laid down in bed at night and it's like, how was your day? And that's the first time like we've ever really had a moment to, to do anything because we had so many things going or we had such things. And I think sometimes we forget. We put our children and other people before our spouse. We put ourselves before our spouse sometimes. And But I think sometimes we need to think about the one we committed ourselves to first. Our kids are super important. Please feed them, clothe them, take care of them, send them to school. But I think we need to look and remember our spouse is the first one that we made our commitment to and we have to prioritize that over our kids. And okay, I'm just saying we don't do date night, all that stuff. Whoever does that date night every week, you guys are crazy. I don't know how you get it done. Um, but you must have uh, nothing to do in life or you just have supernatural ability to slow down time or extend time. You know, ever you're just standing there on date night, sun stand still. Um, but I don't know if that works that way, but... We have to start to prioritize our spouse over our children. And that's for some of, sometimes that can be hard. Like I need to take care of the babies. Well, throw some food at them. They're adults for crying out loud. They can take care of themselves. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Please don't throw them in a room with some food. Um, we prioritize our, our jobs over our family. Uh, but we use the disguise of I'm providing for my family as an excuse for that and that's not an excuse it's really neglect i understand there's times where you are going to work overtime you're going to work extra to you either have to or you need to work to in order to provide for the family and that's 100 percent correct but when we prioritize that over our family it is neglect because god said our first priority is him and the second one is our wife or our significant other and then our family and we have to prioritize those things we can prioritize people and things that should not be prioritized because we want to be liked. Y'all done that? Oh, come on, raise your hand. Y'all done that? Like, I just want people to like me. You know, you want to feel like people respect you and so you will do things and you will prioritize people over what is the first things. God, spouse, children. Those are the first three things that we need to prioritize as adults, as people that are... Um, married, we need to prioritize those things because what happens is, is when we don't, when we start to try to serve other people instead of those th- first three things, what happens is it pulls away from all three of those things, and what, then what happens is we don't. Wanna, then six months later, a year later, you're like, you sit down at the table and you're like, "Hi, who are you? What's going on in life?" And I think we forget to say to people, "Nope, that's a boundary. I, ha- I can't keep doing this." You know, I helped you for a while, it's time for you to walk on your own. But we do that because we feel like we need to take care of somebody. Because really what it is, is this. is There's either something missing that God can fill in our life, so we need to take care of people because there's something that God hasn't replaced that is a hurt or a broken piece in us that says, I need to take care of these people because they can't take care of themselves. Well, no, God doesn't say that you need to take care of people all the time. God teaches us how to train people to take care of themselves biblical. So when we prioritize people over the first three things, it leads us down a road that we're never going to really come back from in a proper way. Because what happens is, is, if I spend more time working on this right here than I do spending time with my kids, my wife, what, and God, this is all going to fall apart. Unless we prioritize God first, everything else will fall apart. I think so many times we, people prioritize their spouse before anything else and their relationship with God suffers, and then they, down the road they wonder why their relationship with their children and their spouse is suffering because they forgot to put God first. God has to be first. God has to have that time with you. And it doesn't have to be, God, let's go on a, a, a weekly date and I'm going to spend an hour with you. No, you spend time with God daily. Because if you don't spend time with God daily the time you spend with the other people is not going to be good daily. But if you look in the Bible, there's a, there's a, a principle of first. And that it, it really comes from first fruits. It comes from the tithe. And we're not talking about tithing today, but God said give the first of your increase. And I think that also can go back to our lives. Give the first to, to what is important. I think sometimes we give the last of what to what is important. Well, I have time now to spend with God. Now I have time to spend with my kids after I've done everything else all week long. And it doesn't have to be big things. Like sometimes I will just come home and I will throw candy at my family. Like, I love you, here's candy, and just throw it at them. No, I'm not, I don't throw it at them. Like, it's just spending that time and thinking about them and saying, hey, this is what I, I'm doing something for. Spending the, the thought of it. And sometimes it's not about time, it's about the thought. Like for this one, just buy her stuff. She loves stuff being bought for her. She's like, you want to buy me something? She has this really good way of going, when, especially when she gets us alone. If we're together, we can kind of get away out of it. But she has this really, really good way of when you're alone and you're going through the store, she's like, oh, look at this, this is really nice. And and she has this weird, probably not uh, godly way of working our way through to to get us to buy something and you get out of the store and you're like, how did I buy that for her? I'm like, I said we were going for this and I didn't get what I was going for and I bought her something and I'm like, and then she's like, love you. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but she's really good at convincing you and like taking you through the store and like breaking you down mentally and until you can get get what she wants. And I'm just like, man, that girl is good. Glad her mom wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. She asks a lot sometimes. But anyway. I don't know where I was going with that, but um, I think sometimes it, it's just, it's not so much that the amount of time, it's the quality of what we spend. Like, there's times where my wife and I will be doing something and there's no quality time. It's just we're doing something. There's no connection. But then there's other times where we're driving in the car. We do our best conversations in the car. It, when we're not arguing about traffic. <laughs> when I'm not, when I'm like, you can't say that to people. They can't hear me. I'm like, no, you can't say that to people. Like, Move, eh, you know. No, she doesn't. No, she's not cursing at them or swearing at them. I'm like, she's like, why don't you get off the road? And so yesterday, I was imitating her in the car, and I'm just like, why do you drive? You know, screaming at people, just making fun of what she would say. But that's 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 times that we get to spend together and have fun. But like, there's times where we're arguing in the car, and don't ever be in the car when we argue because it's bad. Um especially because we got the door that we're driving down the road and you can't get out of the room, so it, it's it's tough um but yeah mercy, mercy knows she's been in the car with some of our arguments and and it wasn't like a trip to to Fremont it was like a trip to ohio and um <laughs> eh, yeah Indiana whatever <laughs> one of those states we don't go to that often um yeah we're we're still together but it's those moments, it's those times where we can actually have those good discussions. Like when we're going places, when it's her and I, we'll, do, we'll have our fight, get it out of the way of arguing in the car, and then have that good conversation about what God is doing, our kids, the church, our lives, and just be able to, to have that conversation. But it's the, it's the quality, it's not the quantity. You can have a lot of bad time, or you can have a short time of really good, and for it to mean a lot. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I just need to spend time with them." But no, it's not about spend, it's not about spending time. It's about the quality of the time that we spend with people. It's about the quality of time we spend with God. We can have a lot of reading the Bible and get nothing out of it. You can read the Bible and get nothing out of it. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, and you spend that time with the, and allow the Holy Spirit to show up, and you spend that time with the Holy Spirit, and then you start to read his word, that's when the quality happens in the relationship with God. Don't spend three hours reading. Spend 30 minutes reading and have to invite the Holy Spirit to show up while you're reading. That's when t- life changes. That's when the, the Word will change you. So, Matthew talks about first. Matthew 6, And Jesus says, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. All these things will be added to you. That's Jesus says that we need to seek His kingdom first. Out of anything in our life, we need to seek His kingdom first. But I think sometimes we seek his kingdom over him sometimes we seek what he's doing we the, the enjoyment of the kingdom instead of enjoying the king we're like oh i want to I i'm seeking the kingdom first but are you seeking him first i think we fall in love with the kingdom more than we fall in love with the king sometimes i think we we enjoy the the process of church and the process of of worship and and i think we spend more time falling in love with that than we spend falling in love with the Creator of the universe who sent His Son to die for us. And I think we need to start to change our perspective in the way we see the kingdom. As in, this is not the kingdom. It's his, it's the King, and we get to be part of it. It's, I spend time with the King, and I get the benefit of His kingdom. I get to spend time with Jesus, and I get the benefit of what He did on the cross for us. But we, I think sometimes we want the benefits of the kingdom but we don't spend time with the person who gave us the benefits of the kingdom. Does that make sense? So we have to prioritize the king first and then the kingdom. Because if we prioritize him first, everything's going to be added to us. Jesus had a great way of prioritizing people. In his ministry, if you look at Jesus, when he traveled, what did he do? He walked from city to city, town to town, long roads, and he would meet people along the way and he would prioritize them over the people that were with him. Those people were with him every day because they got to spend time with him, but he would see somebody alongside the road or someone would call out to him and say, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. And he would stop and he would prioritize that person because he knew that there was a value in that. And I think we need to start to learn that there's value in the prioritization of spending time with Jesus. Think about this. We spend time with Jesus in Scripture, prayer, the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to us and and working on us. They had time with, a physical time with Jesus, walking up to him and saying, hey, what do you need? Be healed. Go. Sin no more. That, I can't imagine... The physical touch of Jesus on your shoulder, saying "Be healed," and watching a withered hand go back to normal, leprosy go away. Someone, what I love about Jesus, he has this mindset of what we don't, and and he would prioritize. You know, they're like, "Oh, he, they're dead." No, they're not dead. They're just sleeping. It's okay. Let, let's go. Let's go figure it out. Lazarus, he's been dead for four, four days. No, he's just sleeping. And so he made that priority to spend with the people that came up to him and said, hey, I need you, I need this. Because he knew the people around him were going to get his attention. And I think in our lives, we we spend time with these people here and other people that we know and and friends and family, but do we spend that time, and I think sometimes Jesus is saying, hey, I need your attention. I need need you first. I need to, to spend time with you first. You need to spend time with me first. It's not just a one-way relationship with with Christ it's not him just going well, if they come they come no he desires to have a relationship with us he desires to spend time with us it's not like well, if they come I guess I'll spend time with them no he wants that you know i in my mind I think of you know Jesus waking up every morning hopping out of bed putting his cool sandals on going I get to spend time with them today I don't think he really gets out of bed and, and puts his school sandals on but you know I just in my mind there's that that picture of him getting up every morning and saying I get to spend time with these people. They're amazing. I love spending time with. Them. I'm going to go seek them out and spend time with them. And I think we have to be like those people alongside the road saying Jesus, where are you? I need to spend time with you. I need to prioritize this. Those people were there for selfish reason. They wanted to be healed. I think we need to spend I think we need to be selfish with our time with Jesus sometimes. I'm not saying neglect everything else. I'm just gonna go spend twelve hours with Jesus today and not go to work and you know not spend time with my family and not take care of my family. But there's gonna be times where we need to be selfish with our relationship with God, and I think we need to prioritize that and say, you know, I'm going to spend time with Jesus today. I'm going to have those moments. It can be a five-minute ride in the car of him talking to you, or it can be fifty minutes in prayer, in reading. I don't know what you guys do or how you do it, but it's being selfish with that relationship. I think we need to be selfish with that relationship with Jesus because you know what? There's nothing bad that can come from that relationship with Jesus. It's all going to build us up. It's all going to um, make us grow. But Jesus says to some churches, He says, I have this against you in Revelation. He says, You have abandoned the love you had first. And I think so many times we don't prioritize the love that we had first. Mar, or 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he first loved us. What we don't realize is that he loved us before we were, even had a concept of who he was. Sometimes we forget that. We, he loved us. He knew who we were. He knew what we were going to look like. He knew who, how we were going to act. He knew our life before we were even born, before we even thought of, before our grandparents were born. And he loved us first. And I think we need to start to reciprocate that in a little bit more and say, you know, I'm going to spend time with you first. I'm going to love you first. Because if we can't love Jesus first, nothing, trying to love anything else is not going to work out. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. We wonder why we have so many broken um, homes and relationships in the church. We think that shouldn't happen in the church. We should, nobody should ever get divorced. Nobody should ever... You know, that's how we think. It should never be that way. But in our lives, we become selfish. We, we prioritize other things over, the, over what is important. Jesus is saying, if, if you prioritize me first, if you give me your first, I'll give you my best. You, how many of you guys, when you get to work, the first hour is not your best? You're just like, I don't know where I'm at, stumbling around. Yeah, I mean, my first three hours, I'm just like, where am I? You know, I'm, no. But I'm not a morning person. So like the first part of my day, I'm not quite there. I'm answering the phone and I'm saying, hey, yep, uh, send me an email. I'll get that later because I can't comprehend it because my brain is not functioning yet. But the first part of our day has to be, our first of our life has to be for Jesus. It has to be to, to further that relationship with him. Because if we don't put that priority up first on our lives, on our relationship with him, the rest of it's not going to work, work out. We wonder why divorce is so high in the church. It's because we haven't. We get selfish with what we want instead of saying, okay, well, this is how we're supposed to do it. This is how what God says this is going to happen. And I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just saying is we get selfish. We're selfish people. We're all selfish people. We don't realize it until you know somebody takes a piece of your candy bar and you're like, that was my candy bar. And um then we realize how selfish we can be. But prioritizing that relationship with God first and foremost is what leads us into the love and the, the better relationships with everyone else. You know, if we don't spend that time with Him, how are we supposed to learn how to love everyone else in our life? How are we supposed to learn how to lead everyone else in our life? How are we supposed to learn to love our spouses better? How are we supposed to learn to love our children better if we don't spend time learning how to love Him? The great thing is He's a really fast teacher if you want to learn. God will teach you really quickly. You don't have to spend four hours in class to learn something from God. You can learn it very quickly from listening to His Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you in that. So what will happen is, is that you need you're like, oh God, what, what this is what the situation is. This is what I'm going through. I don't know what to do. God's like, boom, 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 when we're ready to receive that. You guys ever had gone to God and not ready to receive the answer that He's giving you? Yeah, that uh, there's Sometimes God gives you an answer you don't want, want to hear. Yes, that answer sometimes is the right answer, but we don't aren't ready to receive that answer to be able to do what God is asking us to do. Jesus is talking to the churches in Revelation saying, you forgot your first love. They got so busy doing everything else. They got so busy probably feeding the poor, taking care of everyone else in the name of Jesus, but forgot about who Jesus was. Forgot about who the Father was and spending that time and focusing on Him. And I think if we get so focused on external things, our relationships with God can fall apart. And if we get so focused on internal things in the church, we got to have this, we got to do this, we got to do this. We need every kind of program we possibly can think. What do we do? We we stop becoming. We stop becoming a church, and we start to become an organization worried about can we maintain this class and what could, what we can do. We have to start to focus on Jesus. If we lose our focus on serving God, following God, worshiping God, and hearing from God. Those have to be the priorities. If we don't do those, we're just a, we're just a social club that does classes. So we have to look and say, what is our first love? Our first love is Jesus. Our first love is to, and our first priority is to follow Him. Not what we, what, what we want. Like Sarah said, well, I didn't really like worship today. It's okay. We're not worshiping you. We, we don't care. You know, not everything in your life is going to be what you want. Just breaking that to everybody it's not going to be exactly what you want. It doesn't happen that way in church either. And we have to be okay with that because we have to start to realize that we're not here for if the, ch- if the chairs are set up on a 20 degree angle or a 25 degree angle or if the chairs are on a flat run, it's not about what kind of coffee. It's about Jesus. It has to be about we're here to serve God. We're here to hear from God. We're here to let Him minister to us and, and we minister to Him. you guys realize that worship is not just about us getting ministered to? First priority of worship is to minister to the Father. That that it, That's what it's about. It's not about, oh yes, God, thank you for everything you're doing. We receive from that because that's how it works. God is reciprocal. When we worship Him, He sends stuff to us. When we praise Him, He sends stuff to us because that's who he is, he's a good God. But our first priority in worship is to be praising him, nothing else. Now, oh God, I worship you, now heal me. Oh God, if I worship you, are you going to do this for me? No, our first priority is to worship him as king and king and lord of lords, nothing else. Our worship songs have to be focused on him, they can't be focused on us. If a worship song is focused on us, who are we worshiping? Like Sarah said this morning, that not, it's okay. We're not worshiping you. We have to focus on worshiping God and not our and what instead of what he what he does. We are thankful for what he does. We praise him for what he does, but not worshiping what he does. We worship him. And I think Paul said we were they, they got so focused and they worship the creation instead of the Creator. I think sometimes we we start to worship what God does instead of who He is. We worship that He has healed us instead of that He is the healer. We worship Him, we worship the provision instead of the Provider. I think many times in our lives we come in to God and it says to open his gates with Thanksgiving and praise. And I think so many times we come into God and we're pounding on the gate and saying why are you not opening up to me? Because he, he goes, you haven't open, You haven't done the first things that I've told you to do. He says, open my gates with thanksgiving and, or excuse me, come into my courts with thanksgiving and praise. So there's a gate in a court. We have to come into that court with thanksgiving and praise. First of all, we have to give thanks for what we're doing and praise him for what he has done. And, and so many times we want to Corral God into a certain side of saying, "Okay, you need to do this for me." And I think we have like this this weird fast food standoff when there's delivery. Like, "Hey, you hand me the pizza, and I'll give you the money." You don't know it's that weird awkwardness when somebody, you know, like, "Hey, hand over." It's like a a, a hostage negotiation. And I think sometimes we try to negotiate with God. God, well, I'll do this if you if you do this, and He's like, "No, your first priority is to love me, and His first priority is to love us." But his first priority is not to negotiate with us and say, Oh, I'll give you, okay, I'll give you this if, if you do this. God doesn't work that way. And I'm glad he doesn't. Can you imagine trying to negotiate with God? Like, okay, hey, I'll worship you at least three hours a day if you, you know, give me a raise at work or you know, heal my, my family. Or, or what, no, it's God says, worship me in spirit and in truth. Come into my th- courts with thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving means you give thanks for what he's done for you. Not like, oh God, I'm just so miserable, heal me. No, no. thank him for what he's done. I, I'm pretty sure everybody in your mind right now can think of what God has done for you in your life, right? You can think of at least one thing. Thank him for that. So what Jesus does is says, hey, if you want to come into my courts, if you want to spend time with me, come into my courts with thanksgiving and praise. Thank you, God, for what you've done, and I praise you for who you are. So our first job is to love the king. Then his kingdom. Don't let doing the work of the kingdom over take precedence over loving the king. Don't be, well, we've got to do this and we've got to have this, and we you know we have ministries in our church that we do, but they don't become a priority over who God is. Because if we let a ministry become a prioritization over God and become more important than God, we are no, we are no longer a, a group of people who worship God and come to worship God. We are a group of people who come to talk about what we're doing. We, we become a social aid um, group. Well, we're here to feed the poor. Yes, you're here to feed the poor. But what is more important than feeding the poor is to know where their soul is going if they walk out of here on a Sunday. Or if you're feeding, you know... I remember as a kid, my dad took me down to, with some of his friends down to uh, the Degage Ministries in Grand Rapids. It's a soup kitchen. And I don't... they've, It's been years, 20 years. Um, more than that, 25 years. But they were a soup kitchen. Because he, my dad told me, he goes, I want you to see what you have and what other people don't have. I want you to see the, um, what people do. And we need to feed the poor. But what, they, what was great about that is when they were feeding the poor, they had a message afterwards. Because you know what? What's more important than a meal is to, to know if that person is go, going to die and go to hell or die and go to heaven. But they fed them because if you, can get, if you can feed them, you have a captive audience for at least 20 minutes to feed them and say, you know what? Wow, we're going to feed you. You're going to hear about the gospel. Well, Think about this. If we... Just feed the poor and we don't tell them about the good news. What is the priority? Just to feed the poor? There's so many, there's so many groups out there that can feed the poor. Our job is to, is to give them water, living water that will never run dry, rivers of living water that will flow out of them. Yes, we're going to feed you, but we're going to also tell you about Jesus. We're going to introduce you to the guy who will save you. So we have to start to prioritize Jesus over what we're doing for Jesus. You know, if we we prioritize um, going to work over anything else, what happens? Yes, we may make money, but eventually your other half is probably going to take most of your money when, when, when she leaves you. So... So doing the work of the kingdom cannot be our priority. Loving God has to be our priority. Then doing the work of the ministry. Overflow from loving God is doing the work of the kingdom. Overflow from uh, spending time with Jesus is the work of the kingdom. Spending time with Jesus, spending time with that in that relationship, our overflow is loving people, ministering to people, evangelizing people, laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. If we start worshiping laying on the hands of the sick and they shall recover, who becomes king? It becomes us laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. But when we prioritize Jesus, we prioritize God as King of King and Lord of Lords, that flows out of us. And I think sometimes we set up in our own life, we set up idols that are the work of the ministry over who the ministry is for. Who, why we were sent. Why we're doing this. Why we're here to pray with people and to lay hands on people and to evangelize people. We set up that idol of evangel- evangelicals, set up evangelization of, well, I've got to just minister to people, get everybody saved. But you know, no, it's not about just getting everybody saved. It's about teaching them how to live with God and how to follow God and how to do that. We can get people saved. I've, I've seen, we worked in youth ministry for a lot of years. I watched hundreds of kids come up to an altar, cry, weep, whatever they do, snot all over themselves, snot all over other people when they hug them. Get saved, but not nothing else happened in their life. Nothing changed in their lives, inside of them changed, I'm pretty sure. But nothing else changed in their life. Why? Because we set up the priority of getting people down to cry in front of their peers in order to look like it was good instead of saying, okay, what do we need to do to make sure that these people are safe and on their way to heaven and are being taught how to follow God? We can set up idols of of every little thing in the church. Oh, the children's ministry. Oh, the, the um, prayer. We can do everything and set those up as idols, but when it comes down to it, nothing is more important than spending that time with Jesus Christ. He is the only thing in our life that will change our lives. He can, he's the only thing in the church that will change the church. He loved us first, so we have to love Him. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We don't have to. We get to. Thank you. We have the ability, we have the privilege of loving Him. He loved us before we were born. He loved us when we were crummy and scummy and cruddy and sinners. and But He still saw value in us. So, when He loved us, we now have the ability to receive that love from Him, prioritize that love, and have the privilege of loving Him back. Seek first Jesus. Because Anything else is not going to matter in the long run. If we died today and we don't have Jesus, our life has been meaningless. Jesus is the whole reason that we are here. He is the whole reason that we have breath in our lungs. We wake up every morning and it's like I I talk to people at work. Um, you know, I used to work with a couple people, they were like, Eeyore. Like, How's your day going? Well, it was going to rain today and I thought it was going to be better. And I'm just like, well, hey, you woke up breathing. so. And so the privilege of, of loving God is to wake up every morning with breath in our lungs and say, thank you, Lord, that I woke up this morning. I have breath in my lungs. I can praise you. I can thank you for what you've done in my life. You know, you might be going through troubles, you might be going through trial, pain, whatever it is, but you can still thank God for something. Thank him that you woke up. Thank him that you're able to go through. Thank you God that I have a job. You know, uh, I look at our lives and it's like there's so many things to be thankful for and I think sometimes we forget them. When we, prior, when we prioritize Jesus and we first it's him, we he starts to remind us of the things he's done for us. If you, you can't think of something that Jesus has done for you, God has done for you, right now, you're thinking about it. If you can't think of anything that He's done for you, when's the last time you talked to Him? Because I think every day He reminds us. He reminds us of His goodness, His love, His kindness towards us, that while we were still sinners, He sent His Son to die for us. For people he didn't, that didn't know him, we spent our lives in sin, but he said, you know, I'm going to send my son to die for him. They don't know me. They don't know who I am, but I'm going to send my son to die. For because he first loved us. Prioritize him first. Everything when we prioritize Jesus falls into line. Because when we're loving him first, we're getting the wisdom on a daily basis of what we need to do for our, our spouses, our, our work, our children, whatever it is, and he will give us the wisdom to do that. If you haven't talked in a while, I challenge you because if you start to talk to him, I think you'll fall in love with him because he's a pretty cool guy let's pray.